It's the season three finale, baby. Super Bowl week. Let's dive right in. To making waves in NFL confidence pool podcast. I'm your host, Mac. And I'm your super sad host, Bob. And this is the last time we have to hear the words baby coming out of Bob's mouth for the next, I don't know, eight or so months, nine months. It is a sad day in terms of that. Well, it's a sad day in terms of football, but is it a sad day in terms of not hearing baby for nine months? I was going to say, I don't know why you said the last time we have to hear it, like it's some <laughs> sort of chore. Don't we all love to hear it that? It's quite a chore. It is quite a chore. <laughs> I think the more accurate term is, oh, it's the last time we get to hear that in yeah, that many months. Yeah. And actually, it's really only like seven months. Let's see. February usually starts in September. So oh, we'll be recording one at the end uh, and probably end of August. Yeah. 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 That, so, yeah, yeah. seven months. Seven months until you get to hear that again. Until we get to hear baby thank again. So Thank you. Thank you. And if anybody wants to hear it in the off season, just uh, shoot Bob a text. I'm sure he'd be happy to leave you a little voice memo where he's, oh, he's yeah. reciting different made up making waves intros. I am always happy to send a quick voice note saying baby. So yeah, just uh, hit me up. My phone number. Let me just shoot it to... Uh, Everybody here is obviously 810-588-9. Oh, almost gave away Dude, somebody else's number there. <laughs> I saw. I was wondering why you had to go into your own phone to look up your phone number. I was like, how do you not know your phone number by heart? You're like, is Bob, uh, is Bob struggling there a little is bit? Is Bob well? <laughs> Just When you said 810, I was like, mm, I'm pretty sure that's not what your phone number starts with. You're like, are you from? Great. Uh, <laughs> are you from B Town number two as well? No, no, I'm from B Town number one, the OG Birmingham two four eight. Not from Brighton, but uh, agree to disagree because we could go on for forever. And you already promised me this was going to be a very quick episode. So I did promise. Uh, Nick is making dinner, as everybody knows the the real <laughs> Wave Riders, and it's Max' lovely wife. And uh, yeah, dinner is going to be served. So I got to hop on a plane. I got to head to Asheville and. I want to end the season on a actual promise that is kept. This episode will be less than Mac wants me to say 30, but I will not change my There's opinion no on this. There's no this way. There's no This episode will be less than 25. I said originally 20. Oh, you said 20 originally. We're at 317 already. Uh, it will be less than 25 minutes. Cross my heart. Hope to die. Stick a needle in my eye. So 25 <laughs> okay. You heard it here first. Let us know which eye you want to be blind in because... <laughs> she doesn't believe me, folks. No, I don't think anybody does at this point in the season. <laughs> I've never been told around a now for three seasons of Making Waves. People know that Bob's got false promises about timing just day in and day out. Up the wazoo. Bob, you're one of those guys, Bob, that if we're like on a walk in Chicago and you're like, oh yeah, the, I know this place. It's just around the corner. It's like five minutes away. It takes like... 
15 minutes, 20 minutes to walk to this place. <laughs> is, is that why what I just... In, in all of your life. Like, it's not just a podcast. It's just like daily life. <laughs> I, ha I haven't done it today. I definitely didn't tell you I was going to be done with my work thing at 4.30 and then it was 5. And I didn't text you right after saying I'll be home in 15 to 20 and then it was 40. That did yeah. not just happen. That did not. Yeah. That's actually a perfect example. Literally just happened. I just add on about 15, 20 minutes to everything Bob says. And I'm like, okay, that's probably accurate. <laughs> well, that's ridiculous because nobody else in my life does that. And the fact that my best friend is just adding on time. Do I need to take a look in the mirror and, and figure some shiz out? No, it makes you who you are. And we love you. Thank ya. you. Thank you. I appreciate that. The so writers really love you. Thank but, you. Uh, I... Unfortunately, one thing that we can't change the time of. Sorry, were you going to say something about us oh, loving no. you? It was just going to be unnecessary blabble, and we got to keep this under 25, so continue. Okay. I was going to say, unfortunately, one thing we can't change the time of is the inevitable off-season, which we just discussed, is about seven months long that we are about to be heading into. I know the NFL is really trying to stretch it and make important things. They've got the mm. draft in April. They've yep. got like the schedule release in May. A bunch of changes in the off-season will happen with players being traded, picked up, uh, free agents, all those things in the off-season. But, I mean, really, we've got seven months till we see another football game after this Sunday. And I just really want to check in how, how you were doing, you know, mentally, physically, emotionally, all the things. Well, I guess I'm already definitely not doing great. It, this, the, your answer to this question will, will um, definitely have a big, um, I guess, a big weight on my answer. Um, are we going to be talking between now and the next episode? Or is this like a... We're signing off, Wade Riders. We'll talk to you at the start of December. And then Max, like, yeah, talk to you um, at the start of December. Start of December. Oh, We're pushing geez. it all the way to December. Oh, my gosh. Oh, September. September, oh, so you're, yes. You're curious if you and I will continue a friendship outside of the podcast. Yes, that is going to be a big wait. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, since September, all we really ever talk about is football. So can mm. our friendship continue beyond football? I don't know. Oh, well, we'll I was already, we'll have to wait and see if it can stand the test of time. It's made it pretty far. It has, but who knows? Maybe 2024 is our year. We've made it over 10 years. And they say, if you're best friends with someone for 10 years, you're in it for life. So we've, we've crossed a lot of these. these is that big, what they like, say? They do say that. So I think you might be stuck with me. Oh boy. You know, till, till the end. And she sounds so excited about that, which I am really pumped about. I think. No, I, I do got to say, I, there is a, Part of me that is excited, not excited to say goodbye to this podcast. Love it. But there's a part yeah, of me geez. that's excited to just get back to, to Mac and Bob things, not just football 24-7, yes. you know? I, I couldn't agree more with that. I love our football stuff, but I love our other stuff just as much, if not more, you know? And that's the important stuff, so. I agree. Obviously, all so jokes you know aside. What? See ya. Let's just sign off right now. <laughs> see, see you in September, eh? Peace. Peace. Down, <laughs> now, 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 now. <laughs> no, all jokes aside, obviously, and to answer your question, I'm very bummed. Uh, I know me and you, one of our favorite seasons um, of the entire year. I call it football season. It it uh, passes through two distinct seasons, fall and winter. Um, for it us, does. it's football season here on Making Waves. And yeah, it's been a great season three. Your boys, I know, had an amazing season. We had some some big highs with me winning the head to head, you having to eat waffles. We've had some lows with the obviously Lions the Bears. getting knocked out in the uh, NFC Championship game. Yeah, that was a low. 
obviously, you know, the Bears not making the playoffs and being a little worse than we expected. But I said highs overshadow the lows, and I am I am very sad that football is uh, uh, very fleeting right now. It is. How, it is. How are you it's feeling? How are you close. feeling? Yeah, I mean, I have to agree. It's there's some excitement in terms of opening up uh, Sundays and opening up schedules and things of that nature as we head into the spring season. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's a bummer. It's a bummer. I love watching football. Love watching the Lions. Yeah, it, it's it's fun to watch, but. I don't know. I don't know if you feel this way. Like, obviously, the playoffs are fun. Um, yeah. But I don't know if you feel this way that once the Bears are out, that it's kind of like, yeah, okay, I'm good. You know. So. Yeah, I mean, it was. I definitely was cheering for for your boys. Yeah. And obviously, I was yeah. so excited to be with with uh, you and Nick in person for the AFC and NFC Championship games. But yeah, it's weird when football's over. It's like this little lull between the end of football and I'm a big baseball guy. So opening day in the Cubs is like a two two month hiatus of like, oof, oh, we got to get through winter. What's going to get us through? So well, you watch the March Madness. I, you you go with a lot of different sports. Football's really like the only sport I watch. So without yes. football, I'm like, whew, what am I going to do with my time? Oh my gosh. I mean, do you think Nick, do you think she's pretty bummed about football being over? Do you think she's happy to fully have her wife back for the next? Uh, uh, probably, probably the latter, but she's a great sport. She watches with me. She watches the Lions. She's a great supporter of the Lions. So yep. Um, and she's a great sport, always supporting when I want to watch football. So, but I'm, I'm sure she won't mind if we could go on a nice walk on a Sunday and yeah, sure. She won't mind. And I, I think the amount of books that she's read here in 2024 might take a little it's bit a of lot. a plummet. Now that football is, uh, it's a lot when football's on, it's a lot. There's a lot of a books lot. being read. She's uh, been crushing the books, but I saw Nick in, in person during the, the NFC championship game and she, she was fully engaged in the game. So Absolutely. I was. Absolutely. I was like, man, Mac- when the Lions are on, she is fully, fully engaged. But when I'm watching other games, she's probably reading a book. She's so. like, what the heck is this? Why- <laughs> this isn't the Lions. Why are we watching this game? So I know we're both very sad. And yeah, next time we're on, we're on this podcast, Mac is going to be, she's going to be 31. So a lot of changes between now and, just and Mac? the fall. Just, just, just Mac. Mac. Mac's actually going to be 31 in uh, a couple months here. So and Bob's going to aging apparently because his birthday's before mine i'm gonna be the exact same uh i'm gonna be 30 year old bob sorry 29 year old bob and uh she's ready to hit season four right in the mouth bang okay well that sounds good well i know obviously we're heading into into the off season and we talked about how there are a lot of changes to teams but Arguably none bigger than the head coaching position, which there have been a lot of vacancies so far this season in terms of coaches being let go either throughout the season or directly after the season. I know we dropped some big names like Ron Rivera, Bill Belichick, Pete Carroll, some big names that have been around the league for a very long time that uh, were let go of their positions or they parted ways from their their current team. So we have had some hirings. And so I just want to run through some of these hirings real quick, see if you had any take on any of them. Absolutely. So so first up, Atlanta Falcons, they hired the former Rams defensive coordinator, Raheem Morris. Okay. I don't know too much about him other than, I mean, the Rams have had a very solid defense, but any any comment there from, from you? I If I'm not mistaken, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, so he was the head coach he's been he's been a head coach in the league before he was a Tampa Bay Buccaneers head coach all the way back in 2002 and then he was 
their head coach again back in yeah the or the late 2000s. So he's definitely been around the game for a long time. I know he's like a big time players coach, and the Falcons have had a couple coaches recently that players did not love playing for. So as far as I'm concerned, I also don't know too much about the guy. I think that's going to be a pretty popular hire for the Falcons. So could uh, yeah. could be good things brewing in Hotlanta. And I know yeah, you said we'll you, you, you to see that. Yes, absolutely. You said you don't have much much of a take on uh, Mr. Raheem. No, not too much. I don't know much about him, but I agree. I, I mean, I think the Falcons have some good young talent, so hopefully yep. he can help mold that and shape that. Um, and Absolutely. then a competitor for them is the Carolina Panthers, who have not been quite competitive, so they definitely need a shakeup. Yep. They have hired the previous Bucks offensive coordinator, Dave Canales, um, don't really have much of a take on him either. Bucks obviously have had a solid offense in terms mm-hmm. of uh, Tom when Tom Brady was there, and then they got back pretty far with with Baker this year. So they've had a solid offense. So yep. I don't know. We'll see if he can help mold Bryce Young because that was not a great intro year to the NFL. Wasn't a great start, and yeah, unfortunately, I don't know anything about the guy. So fingers crossed for your uh, current home state's football team, but I'm not feeling great. Uh, I know. I think the Panthers have got some work to do for sure. Things would be a lot different if they had uh, rights to their current number one pick, but unfortunately for them, my boys got that pick, baby. Yes, they did. But yeah, moving over to the Las Vegas Raiders. So Antonio Pierce took over as the interim head coach Mm -hmm. and they officially hired him as the head coach. I think that was a great move for them. Uh, Pierce was doing a phenomenal job as interim. It's, he he seemed to be a similar, as you said, like a player's coach and one yep. that the guys kind of rallied behind. So I think that's a good move on their part for the Raiders. The Las Vegas Raiders. Now that's a soundbite that we're going to miss for the next seven months. The Raiders. That is a good one. That's a good one for sure. That's one of my favorite McKen's uh, soundbites. Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I definitely echo what you said. Seemed like it was a good fit when he was in interim. So smart for a team to stick with what was working when when uh coach had a chance absolutely big change obviously was the new england patriots with yep. parting ways with bill belichick gerard mayo who was the linebackers coach for the patriots i had heard that it was written into bill belichick's belichick's contract that if he was to ever part ways gerard mayo would take over as head coach so it was kind of already written in they were able to not what go through heck? any of the typical NFL hiring processes. There's a lot of different stipulations. They have to, you know, go through all these things to make sure it's equitable or at least yeah. attempt to. I know there's a lot of speculation that it actually is. But either way, it was written in, so they were able to surpass all of that, and he just automatically took over as the head coach. So we'll see. I mean, if it was written in, I that's obviously they believe in him, but I don't know. There's a part of me that feels like the Patriots just need to go in a completely different direction. And I'm not sure if keeping somebody who is on Belichick's staff is doing that. It's not, I don't know if it's making that statement. Man, I was kind of hungry and I know you were as well, but that was a juicy nugget. I had no idea there was, so was that like a hand-picked guy that Belichick had, like, he's like, when I leave, this guy's got to be coach? It sounds like it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know the history there in terms of like, if they had worked together for a long time, I assume so. But yeah, it was handwritten 
in well it's probably typed yeah. i don't know if it was handwritten but it was written into belichick's contract that yeah if he left uh gerard mayo would take over damn he is only 37 years old too so he he's got to be one of the youngest coaches in the league now and Agreed. He was a former player of Belichick's. I don't know if they had like a great relationship or he was yeah, like. Yeah, it must have been something. He must have seen something in him or, or loved yeah, something about geez. him. But I've already seen like clips and snippets and, and already it is a different culture. Belichick had always kind of been like a, almost kind of like grunting his way, I feel like through press conferences and never really smiled. And I saw yes. the first interview with Gerard Mayo and different atmosphere. He seemed very open, very, you know. I don't know, more more boisterous and more of a yeah. personality, I guess you could say. So I don't know, maybe that that would be enough of a shift. But scheme wise, I feel like it's going to stay the same. And I feel like the Patriots need a 180 right now. Yep. And I definitely feel like Belichick did set the bar super high with his personality and his just like love for like reporters and like life <laughs> overall. He also is like a big time fashion icon with the uh, with the cutoff um, arms on the hoodies. So yeah. Oh I mean, yeah. Big time fashion. Mayo's got some huge shoes to fill in a lot of aspects, but I'd say fashion and uh, just overall like enthusiasm is, is are going to be his top two. But uh, no, all all jokes aside, I've said that like eight times this podcast. Mom, stop it! I uh, eight I times completely... it's, only, it's already been seventeen minutes, so you've said it like every two minutes. <laughs> it's already at seventeen. Oh, uh, and 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 that is the end of the coach uh, update. No, I was about to say all jokes, all jokes aside. aside. <laughs> Gosh, mom, I completely agree with what you said. The Patriot way definitely spoiled after Brady left and uh, things went a little astray. So, yeah, it's definitely like a new culture with like obviously a way younger coach. It seems like he's a little bit more like boisterous and like energetic. So I'm sure the players will love that. But if it's like the same type of scheme, it's like, are they really changing too much? So that will be a... uh, yeah, that will be a head coaching job to watch moving forward. And the Patriots have the number three pick in the draft. People are speculating that they're done with uh, Mac number two, a.k.a. Mac Jones, and mm-hmm. they're going to pick a uh, a young QB at number three. So it could be a lot of changes in New England. And frankly, I think a lot of Patriots fans are ready for that. So we'll see, uh, we'll see how yeah. that looks next season. Yeah. All right. That's a good point. Thank you. Yeah. I'm excited to see how that plays out. As we look at some of the other ones, so we had the Tennessee Titans had a vacancy after parting ways with Mike Vrabel. They have hired former Bengals offensive coordinator Brian Callahan. Okay. For the Seattle Seahawks, obviously that was a big one um, that opened up with Pete Carroll retaining, being retained in the organization, but no longer in the head coaching position. They have hired former Ravens defensive coordinator Mike McDonald. So with both of these two, I don't know much about him, but they both come from great reputations in terms of, of what their teams have done, both offensively for the Bengals for uh, Brian Callahan, and then defensively for the Ravens for Mike McDonald. So bringing a lot of great knowledge and spreading a lot of the wealth. Um, So we'll see how they do in their head coaching positions. Absolutely. Bad reputation. Bad Bad reputation. Ooh, going to me. Got bad reputation. Got to give a quick shout out to Tay. Big she, reputation, but shoot, it's close. Big, <laughs> big reputation. Got to give a quick shout out to Taylor. That wouldn't wouldn't be making new this album dropping that. April nineteenth. Uh, I should know this. <laughs> uh, uh, I actually know. I saw this so many times on stories that night. Uh, Dead Poet Society. 
close. Something poet. Uh, frustrated poet society. Tortured poets. To- you literally just said it. I saw you get it wrong. Tortured poet society coming in April. Shout out to her. Not she killed society. The Tortured poets. Duh. To club. Part. Department. To club. <laughs> tortured, tortured poets. Department. department. Yes, there you go. <laughs> Coming in April, and uh, yeah, I think I think we might oh, have an April nineteenth. I was right. Ba bang. That is two days after my my dear co-host here turns thirty one. What you a say happy 30? birthday present to me! Happy birthday to you, thirty one. What? what? <laughs> Taylor. <laughs> Taylor, thirty one. Now we're at 20, 20 minutes and thirty seconds. Yeah. Now back to football. <laughs> So the Washington Commanders, this was kind of a, um, I would say, controversial hire. They hired Dan Quinn, who was the former Cowboys defensive coordinator, which he has notoriously done very well in regular season. Postseason, not so much. So I think that's why it was a bit controversial. Commanders fans were a bit nervous about that hire Mm -hmm. from from what I saw. Yes, one that was not controversial, though, and I'll let you touch on Dan Quinn if you want, but one that I think we really need to talk about. The biggest one, in my opinion, Los Angeles Chargers have hired former Michigan Wolverines head coach Jim Harbaugh. He's going back to the NFL, and it seems to be that trophies follow Mr. Jim Harbaugh everywhere he goes. Yeah, is he, he is Does a- he have the Midas touch? Because everything he touches seems to turn to gold. Oh my God, don't think that that was your advertisement for the episode. That was a really good one, though. But yeah, he is the most recent uh, NCAA national champion. The Harbaugh brothers are back in the NFL, and they actually play each other in Los Angeles in the regular season next year. So that's going to be a game to watch. That was for sure. Yes, I saw that on uh, the good old Instagram because I scroll my life away most nights. But yeah, I mean, that was definitely the biggest. Higher, I'd say, like highest profile, higher of the offseason. I think that's going to bring the biggest dividends for the Los Angeles Chargers. And Harbaugh, in his career as a coach, has great relationships with quarterbacks. He had Andrew Luck at Stanford. Then he had Colin Kaepernick and Alex Smith with the 49ers, and they both excelled. And now, most recently, J.J. McCarthy in Michigan. And he has shot up NFL draft board. So, Herbert, people are like, oh, his potential has has not really been brought to fruition. Wow, good word. But I think he and Herbert are going to have a great relationship in Los Angeles. And I think a lot of people are going to be uh, picking the Chargers to have a bounce back here. So huge hire in the City of Angels, baby. Snuck in another baby, just for good measure. Uh, But yes, no, I completely agree. I think this is a really telltale season for um, Herbert and the rest of that squad out there. There have been a lot of high expectations that they have not met over the past several years. And if this next year does not go well or meet some of those expectations, I could certainly see them moving on from a lot of those guys. Because it's like, if not, then like, when's it going to happen, you know? It's not the coach's fault. Harbaugh's a champion. He's got the Midas touches, Mac just said. So if he can't figure it out with this group of guys, and Eckler definitely had a little bit of a downturn, so that'll be something mm-hmm. to watch. But uh, with Bosa and Mac, Mac number three. Sorry, that's Mac number two. Mac Jones is Mac number three. Mike Owens is number one. It's going to be a big year and no more excuses in Los Angeles. So that's going to be uh, 
yeah, it's going to be interesting Agreed. to watch. Yeah. All right. I'm already getting excited for, for next year and we've got a ways to go, but, uh, I'm getting jazzed. I know. I know me too. It's going to be some good football to come, but it started to interrupt. Oh, sorry. No, please. I just wanted to say we got one minute to finish two ads and our predictions um, or else there's going to be a needle in my eye. So we got to go. I was just going to say, I know we got a long way to wait, but we don't have too much longer to wait for our first advertisement. What? Halfway through. Let's hear it, Bob. What do you got to wrap the season? It's time for a word from our sponsor. Sponsor. I'm going to miss that too. Sponsors. This last... <laughs> advertisement second to last spoiler alert episode of second to last ad of the last super bowl episode of this season is brought to you by what's a brand that i really love what's a brand that i really love trust the midas touch trust the midas touch midas if you're happy and you know it clap your hands if you need a new tire, clap your hands. If you ran over a nail or if you hit a snail and your tire's a little low, go to Midas. Go to Midas for a two-for-one tire exchange. Low tires, burst tires, old tires. Get a new one for $95.99 or two tires for $315.67. Trust the Midas touch, baby. Thanks, Midas. Oh, my God. Thanks, <laughs> Midas. I have a couple questions about your pricing, sir. <laughs> I don't have any answers. It's one for 95, two for 315. Take it or leave it. <laughs> but I thought it was also two for one. Yeah, I had a really cool vision for that ad. And then I was singing, if you're happy, you know it, clap your hands. I just lost it all. So I like I, it. I will not answer for the pricing uh, format for Midas. I thought you were going to say, if there's a nail in your tire, clap your hands. If there's a needle in my eye, clap your hands. Because it was at, like right at 25 minutes. See, that would have made a lot more sense. I wish I could think <laughs> on the uh, on the fly like my co-host does. So. Oh, no. It's all good. It's all good. All right. Oh, well, gosh. Uh, everybody came for the Super Bowl predictions, and we haven't even gotten there yet. But now, without further ado, let's get into these Super Bowl predictions. Luckily, there's only one game, so I'm hopeful it'll be sort of quick. But as we have mentioned in last week's episode, the teams heading to the Super Bowl representing the AFC for, like, the millionth time. What is it? Fifth out of the last six years. The getting old. Kansas City Chiefs representing Ooh. the NFC from the Bay, San Francisco all the way, coming from California, the San Francisco 49ers in this quarter, weighing in at 150. Oh, my God. I was say, how much does the team weigh? Just kidding. But I felt like that's like what it sounded like. It seemed like you were like getting ready to like announce a boxing match. I was like, hey, let's I'm get sk- ready to rumble. I'm like, I'm just letting her do it. She's killing this. Keep it going. But anyways, yes, this Sunday, February 11th, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Those two teams are going to face off in the city of Las Vegas. And I'm just curious, Bob, what are your thoughts? What's your take on the game? I know there's not really any big injuries to report on. So we're just good old fashioned fight between the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers. What do we got? 
Just a good old-fashioned fight. Mac has me ready to run through a brick wall from that announcement of the two teams um, weighing <laughs> in from the coasts um, and then the Midwest. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a heavyweight battle. Uh, it's a rematch of 2020. Uh, we got. We hate to see it. Can we get some new teams? Let's go. Can we get some new teams? Um, I don't know. It would have been nice to see the Ravens. It would have been nice to see the Detroit Lions. Obviously, you can't have your cake and eat it too. Apparently, so here we are, stuck with freaking Mahomes and and uh, Shanahan again. But I think it's going to be really quality football. Um, I think it's going to be a good game. I think there's going to be a lot of defense with Bosa, Young, um, Chris Jones. I think there's going to be obviously a lot of offense with Debo, McCaffrey, Mahomes, Kelsey. We've heard these names. It, we've, they've gotten shoved down our throat year after year after year, but they keep on winning when it matters. Me and Mac were talking about this off air earlier this week. We, bo- I know for a fact we both agree with who's going to win. I just think it's so hard at this point to to bet against Patty Boy uh, and Andy Reid and Travis and the power of of Taylor flying from Japan, making it there after winning all her hardware. <laughs> I don't know if she's actually going to make it there, but oh maybe. my gosh, is this breaking news that she's not going to make it? Well, I don't know, but I I don't know. We'll see. It's it's going to be a lot. Taylor's got bigger fish to fry. She's got really big fish to fry that don't include the Super Bowl. She's kind of a busy woman, so wouldn't wouldn't be surprised if she didn't make it. But uh, it's in Vegas, first time ever, and it's going to be an awesome game. But my final prediction is if Mahomes and Kelsey play the way we expect and have gotten used to them playing in these games, my final score prediction is, drumroll please, <laughs> The San Francisco 49ers, 21, and the Kansas City Chiefs, 27. Mahomes wins his third Super Bowl, and the Chiefs win back-to-back. Boo. 27-21 Chiefs. What do you have, McKenz? And I got to plug my laptop in because it's about to die again. Oh, geez. Yeah, we don't need a we don't need a repeat of last week where Bob just absolutely cut out at the end and I was left with my pants around my ankles because I didn't know I didn't know what to say. But anyways, yes, in terms of the teams that are facing off this weekend, unfortunately, I agree. I think it is very difficult to bet against Mahomes, especially considering what we saw from the 49ers the past few weeks. We saw them falter a little bit um, against the Packers and then also against the Lions. And the way that they won those games were through some pretty incredible comeback wins. My belief, though, is that if that happens, if you're down by that much against a team like the Chiefs, coming back does not feel as plausible as it does against, let's face it, a a Lions defense that hasn't been phenomenal all year, or let's face it, a Packers defense that hasn't been phenomenal all year. The same cannot be said for the Kansas City Chiefs defense. They have had arguably the best defense that Mahomes has ever been on a team with So, yes, their offense, the Chiefs, looking at the Chiefs' side, has struggled a bit. They've started clicking in recent weeks. If they get ahead the way that teams have been able to get ahead against the 49ers, I just do not see the same comeback scenario happening 
for them that, you know, lightning struck twice for them already. I don't think it's going to strike a third time, especially against such a solid defense as the Kansas City Chiefs. So great analogy. And I didn't even think about the whole uh, Niners coming back twice in a row. Lightning has struck twice. Um, Having that happen three times is pretty, uh, pretty minuscule. And this is an awesome Chiefs defense. So awesome point there. It is. Yeah, it is a really good, good Chiefs defense. And I was actually looking at some of the stats there. So they're they're pretty comparable in terms of the amount of points they've let up per game. Um, The Chiefs have let up on average about 16 points per game, whereas the 49ers have let up about 18 points per game. So defensively, Mm. it's been good. Um, for the 49ers as well. But like I said, the the past two weeks haven't really shown that. And I think it's all about momentum heading into this game. On the offensive side, the 49ers have been able to put up a lot more offensively than the Chiefs. But again, momentum-wise, Chiefs heading into this week, I think that's shifted. Um, And and I don't don't know that it's going to be enough to carry the 49ers over. I would be happy with the 49ers win. If the yep. Lions lost to the Super Bowl winning team, I would feel like we were basically in the Super Bowl. Yes. I would love for the 49ers to win. <laughs> I, I'll probably be cheering for them, at least to some extent. Yep. But, yeah. I was just I about just to ask you who you're cheering for, I, so Niners, okay. Yeah, I, I, I was back and forth on it. Do I really want them to win when they just beat us? I don't – I, like, have this, like, towards them now. Yeah. But I think I would feel better – if they go on and win the Super Bowl. That is true. I was wondering, I was like, I wonder who Max cheering for, because like, obviously the team, you know, from the NFC just ripped your heart out and stomped on it. But then again, it it's did. like, wow, that would not to, you know, bring up the ghost in the closet there, the, the past uh, bad memories. But, and then there's the other side of the token, like, yeah, that would make your boys look pretty dang good. If like it took a crazy second half comeback to lose to the eventual Super Bowl champion. So yeah. Either way, it you, might uh, hurt yeah. a little more though, knowing that we could have won. Then, like, if they go on and win, it it might hurt a little bit more, knowing like we should have won that game, and then we could have won the Super Bowl. So I don't, I don't know, Oof. I don't know that I have a huge rooting interest. I just kind yeah. of am sick of the Chiefs. So, but honestly, the 49ers too. They've been really good, and they've been in the Super Bowl several times the past few years as well. For so. sure. I say both of them can take a hike. (laughs) Take a hike. Share share some success with the rest of us, you know? I saw this thing heading into the games, the conference championship games, where it was like, who's cheering for who and which states are cheering for who. So for the AFC, it was like everybody but Kansas City and then a couple of like the Baltimore opponents, like the Steelers, like all those, or like in Pennsylvania and all those states we're cheering for the Ravens yep. and then vice versa for the the Lions 49ers. It was like everybody, but California was cheering for the uh, Lions, except like for obviously like Illinois and, and Green Bay and, and hey. uh, NFC North. We were cheering they were for the boys. Oh, they were. Okay, great. Well, but then for the Super Bowl, I saw that the people, it was the same map and it was who's cheering for the 49ers and the um, chiefs. And it yeah. was strictly just, Kansas City, Chiefs, California, like Northern California, 49ers, and then every other state was just white. It was just not colored at all. Basically saying that nobody wants them in the Super Bowl. Nobody's here for them. We want to see neither team win, and we're not (laughs) happy, and we're not going to support this game. Let's end this game in a tie. (laughs) 
let's literally just not play it and say nobody won this year. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I feel like a lot of people are very disappointed with this matchup, but it should be a good game. And another factor is will Purdy be able to uh yeah, handle the bright lights and the ultimate pressure when Mahomes yeah. obviously this is just this is just another random Sunday in February. For know. Mahomes, this is just another day at the office at this point. So just another day at the office, just another big game. And yeah, I mean, it's not like he uh, or any of the Chiefs has never been here before. So a lot of pressure for the youngster, Mr. Irrelevant, but that would be a pretty pretty cool story to see a guy who was just drafted two years ago is the last pick in the draft to win the Super Bowl that quickly. So that's that's a reason to, to cheer for San Fran right there. Yeah, I, I agree. So yeah, I think ultimately I'll be pulling for San Fran a little bit more than uh, Kansas City, but I do unfortunately think that the Chiefs are going to come out on top. I believe that the score will be 27-24. 27-24 and 27-21 are the two predictions for making Oh, I thought you said 24-21. But uh, you're right. I very well I, might you're have. Right. I no, I think you did. I don't know. Did I say twenty seven, twenty one? I I might have been thinking twenty four, twenty one. Who knows? You might have been thinking about your your guess that you were going to say a little later. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> All right. Well, there you have it. Making waves agrees unanimously that the Chiefs are going to win back to back. But you got to play the game. We'll see what happens. And now that we're close to the end of the episode, don't worry, Wave Riders. I didn't forget. No pressure. The last ad of the 2023-2024 season. Did she prepare the bar? Where will it be left at heading into next season? Take it the away. last one? Oh, geez. That, Take I didn't it away. even think of it that way. No pressure. Without further ado, the last sponsor of Making Waves 2023-2024 NFL Season 3 is brought to you by Girl Scout Cookies. Girl Scout Cookie season is upon us. So buy from your local Girl Scouts, only $5 a box. Girl Scout Cookies, I'll give you a little hint. Girl Scout Cookies, you better buy thin mints. Girl Scout cookies, don't forget about Carmel Delight. Girl Scout cookies, we'll see you next season. We're out of sight. Peace. Can you imagine if it just ended like that? That would be pretty good. That would be pretty good. I would have been sitting here like, I didn't even get to wrap it up. I would be stunned. But that. No, I, mean, I left it so we could you could say goodbye. But Did, uh, you, did you think about that earlier? Or did you no. think about it? <laughs> that would have been. I'm glad I I'm glad I got some rhymes in though on our last one. That legit might have been your best one ever. That was really good. Holy shit. Oh, so it's explicit. Dang it. Holy holy shit, Girl Scouts. <laughs> I also love that even no matter what you're singing about, no matter what the tune, you always do this little thing, this little mini, this little mini dance move, and it always works. You you can't see it, but I just basically <laughs> put my arms up in like a little 90 degree angles and I just rock my shoulders back and forth. And then right when you said, wait, what'd you say? What'd you rhyme with mint? Oh, I'll give you a hint. (laughs) Right when you said hint, I said, this is going to be thin mint or something. Uh, But the fright and the out of sight, very Mac. Oh, caramel delight. 
how rude of me. Don't forget about Carmel Delights, baby. Was I even listening? What the hell? Mac, that was that was an unbelievable ad to end the season. And with As I that, said, though, only $5 a box. We just bought some from our local Girl Scouts. Uh, they were sitting at, at the street corner, and we bought some from them. And we'll be back for sure. We told them we'll be back. I mean, so. $5 a box. That is, I thought the Midas, one for 95 two for 315 was a good deal. $5 a box for How can you beat $5 a box, really? And the girls, they're just, they're such great entrepreneurs, and they're so cute. And how could you not want to buy from your local Girl Scout? I mean, help them out. Get them to their numbers. And I mean, everybody wins. The Girl Scouts, you, your Bell Bell. Buy some Girl <laughs> Scout cookies. But with that, as much as I don't want this episode to end, and as happy as I am to say we kept it under 25 as promised, here as we have just got above 40, some things will never change. Uh... I'm not sorry. I got to give a shout out to my co-host and best friend. It's always a complete honor to do this with you. I love it. I love getting the carve out 30 to two hours and 15 minutes decided or depending on the week <laughs> just to chill out with you, shoot the shiz and talk football. So I'm going to miss this. I love it and uh, wouldn't want to do it with anyone else. So thank you so much for all your hard work and thank you to our um, dedicated wave riders. Special shouts out to Miss Paige Redner, Maddie and Vince, Steve and Steve and Patty and you know, most importantly, our Norwegian fans who've been been with us through thick and thin. <laughs> if we're forgetting at anybody, shoot us a DM and let us know you listen. But Matt, yeah. I'll let you uh, close this out here however you'd like. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate you saying all that. Couldn't agree more. I know maybe one to three people listen and two of them are usually us uh, on a week-to-week <laughs> basis. But getting this set time where we just get to shoot the shiz and joke around is is a favorite of mine. So Appreciate you always taking the time, Bob. And yeah, appreciate everybody listening. I I agree. I feel like we don't give Paige Redner enough shouts out. Every week, she texts us telling us funny things that she heard in the Mm -hmm. episode or anything like that. I know Maddie and Vince listen a lot too, but specifically Paige is always texting us saying things that she loves. So thanks for sticking with us, Paige, and dealing with all of our antics. Per usual, wouldn't want to do it with Anybody else, uh, love you, Bob, and love you, Wave Riders. We'll see you next season. All together now. Oh, ready? (laughs) Ready, ready? All together now. Three, two, Two, one. Peace. See you next season, baby.